I'm Whitney Walker, and this is the Women Waken podcast, where I interview guests who are in the field of healing and spiritual work using their unique gifts of the divine feminine. We talk about these amazing gifts that our particular guests have and how they're bringing them forth in the world. On this episode, I welcome my wonderful friend, Corey McDonald, who is just amazing, and she's from Canada and has the most beautiful, soothing voice. And she is a energy healer, a transpersonal art therapist, heart speaker, and advanced cognitive coach to help her clients journey inward, to connect with their creative power, to locate and remove blocks. This woman is amazing. I can't wait to talk with her. So take a listen, enjoy, and here is my guest. Well, hi, Corey. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. I'm so happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this big time. (laughs) So excited to have you as a guest. Corey and I just connected a few weeks ago. We met last month at a networking event, and then we had a call last week and realized how aligned we are in our work and in other ways, both cosmically and here on earth using our gifts and our talents. I have goosebumps even when you say that, Whitney, <laughs> which is definitely when that happens, it's a connection for sure. That's a great, that's a great sign. What mm. do you think that is? You know, for people listening, I think that something like that is an experience that most people have and don't really know, mm. you know, but it's pretty universal. What is that to you when somebody gets goosebumps, when a topic comes up or there's a synchronicity? It's pure energy. It's our energy. And we are energy. And it's it's that we're, when we get it, when we feel it, because you're right, I, I always had these reactions, but I didn't attune to them. But once you start to expand your awareness and come to realize you're more, we're more than just this thing in jeans and a sweater, <laughs> that we are beyond matter. We are pure energy source energy light and information and intelligence Mm -hmm. then those subtle vibrations we pick up on and so yeah often when when you and I were having our conversation even when you appeared at the networking event I I told I reflected to you that wow just your presence my Mm -hmm. cells kind of vibrated differently Mm -hmm. so it was like oh pay attention to those things this is Mm -hmm. how we get guided and into the right connections and friendships and yeah so maybe it's sort of a matching frequency when something kind of matches your frequency you you can kind of light up with those that sort of energetic shock through your system that is goosebumps oh that's well put that's just okay so my whole body's responding to that (laughs) now they're all over it's that answer (laughs) wow so this is starting off well we've got this electric charge going that's a great way to Fantastic. I hope your listeners are feeling that too. And actually do that. Like just as you're, as you're listening to our voices and our sounds, which are vibration, just feel yourself and kind of soften your eyes and just lean back a bit and just deepen your breath. And you can start to feel what's going on inside there. And it's a wonderland, right? So that's a good practice. I have to keep reminding myself that because I can get caught up in all the stuff I'm doing. Right. And then I, whoa, wait a minute. This is so much more going on here, Corey. So 
it's good mm-hmm. practice for me too to say that. When I say it, it's probably because I need to do it more. <laughs> yeah. Because you do really you have to start kind of get in that mode to be receiving and, and noticing if we're too busy, then we don't even recognize when those moments are happening yeah. or we're able to acknowledge them. And I'm so glad you you spoke to that because that's a big reason why I wanted to do this podcast is so that mm-hmm. women can come and share their unique experience and their unique kind of surprise gifts and offerings that they've found that they've uncovered and to see if when other people listen, if they don't have sort of this response to it, if they're not having kind of a reaction that says, oh, I, I, that resonates something about that really hits something in me. It really, you know, elicits a response that might indicate that, you know, they, they have their own gifts too, because everyone does, right? hundred percent. We all came into this experience. And first of all, I mean, we are, our whole essence fought to be here. It's a privilege, but it doesn't feel like it. Sometimes it feels bloody hard because we don't know that we come in forgetting. But once we realize that we're a soul, we have a soul contract that we have a whole program that we are here to fulfill. And it's okay if we don't figure that out, that part of the figuring that out is not figuring that out. I spent decades <laughs> no, not figuring that out in order to realize, I don't like this. I want something better. And that's when we start to expand our awareness and feel all this stuff we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that was a really powerful statement that I read when I sort of started my spiritual journey was the concept that you have to sort of pass through who you're not to figure out who you are. Wow. I love how you put that. That's it. It, and it is a passing through, even when it can feel like, God, I remember when it was feeling stuck, that that when you're stuck somewhere, it feels like it will never end. But mm. that's why I'm grateful to be almost 50, <laughs> to have lived some life. and and to, But even earlier ages, to start to figure out, no, it, everything will pass, but we can start to choose better and better each, each moment, each fractal time we can choose for ourselves you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it helps you to realize that everything is a blessing. You know, there really mm. isn't anything as, you know, a mistake, a real mistake or a real mishap. It can feel like that. But as you just said, it all sort of brings us to what we're looking for, for what we're sort of meant for, I think. Yeah. And it brings us, you're right. And it brings us wisdom. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I, I had got so much buried anger underneath me, you know, that I didn't know. It's like a volcano for years. And then when I started to awaken and start to have beautiful teachers and helpers and guides and books, (laughs) anything uh, come into my path and start to process all that. Now I'm so grateful that I spent time in anger because we're not scared when anger knocks on the door in a client who's full of anger or Mm -hmm. even, you know, like one of my kids or... Or if if it starts forming again in me, I'm not scared of it anymore. I just recognize like, okay, this is anger. Okay, I know this guest. It can be a while. I can figure out what's the information under here, what's going on. So it becomes very much our superpower and our wisdom so that we can be with others who need support when they're in any heavy emotion, sadness, shame, anger, all of these things, you know, you're right. We can't say, oh, that was a waste of decade or no, that was 
really good learning. That's mm -hmm. earth school as Ger Gary Zukov calls this the earth school. I think that's, yeah, that's what I got to hold on to when it feels mm -hmm. a little bit confusing. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that could really change everything if we, because, you know, to your point is that I think people live in fear of the worst happening or something bad happening rather than welcoming, mm -hmm. again, welcoming every event, every time where we feel like we're in anger, we're in these difficult spots, rather than seeing it as an opportunity that's getting us to where we want to go. We, we fear it. We, we preoccupy ourselves. We use our energy in fear and that keeps us in a fear energy, which is, you know, that lower energy. So yeah, I think that's going to be a big turning point. I think we're getting closer to it because I think people are getting tired of being so scared all the time. Yeah. It's like we're saturated with it now, right? That's what 2020 flowing into this 21. Yeah. I, I love that thought that maybe we're all starting to go, okay, it's just too much. It's like, we're not at the buffet. We've been eating at the chocolate fountain too long, you know? And yeah. so there's this point where it's like, huh, I gotta, I want to see this differently. Mm -hmm. it, it's like, uh, I, I want to remember what I just had, I guess she was speaking to this ambiguous fear. She was mm -hmm. saying it's this ambiguous thing floating out in the ether. And if you're get hooked in those energy streams it's just can be too much you know and it can be just too confusing but that is part of this whole thing it's a conscious uh, or a cosmic way of shaking us and waking us up to more of our divinity because yes. otherwise we just keep coasting and chomping at the chocolate fountain <laughs> which sounds delicious Actually, but. that's true, but then your <laughs> but. teeth get rotten. There you go. Yeah. So I would love to hear about, I mean, speaking of shaking people up and helping them tap into their, you know, their divine purpose and gifts, um, you know, from talking to you and looking at the work that you do, it seems like you've really reached this point where you, your life is an embodiment of that, you know, of being able to help people kind of shake, shake open their, their connection, right. With that divine and, and cosmic realm. So I'd love to hear about, you know, and give the audience a idea of where are you now and what, what is it that you've been able to create? Yeah. For yourself? It's so nice when you say that Whitney, because for so long, I just didn't know what my soul contract was. And you're right. I really know now that I came here to, I, I, I call myself a creative healer and uh, where I'm based in the world, in our planet now, as we're talking and you can see the skylight above me is dark. <laughs> if Oh, no, we're in a podcast. So if you can't see, <laughs> I've got the stars above me because I'm in Belgium, in Europe. And for the past 25 years, I am Canadian and we've been living, jumping from country to country. So started in Asia and then ended up in the Middle East and now here in Europe. And that wasn't by our plan, we didn't know that it would work out that way. My husband and I got married young and we just wanted to go on an adventure. Something in us said, go on an adventure. Don't just live in one place or, or don't just quickly travel through somewhere and don't live in the same place you started for forever. There's something pulled us. So we go. And it just was by nature of the work that James found that he was working in education. So he was hopping from international school to school. So I, at the time, was fascinated by art therapy because I had finished art school and I could 
do all the tricks in art school, but what I loved was seeing people in their in their marks, in their colors. And I could see a lot of energy. I didn't realize it at the time, Whitney. I was like, oh my gosh, Zoe, I can see in your painting, you're working things out with your boyfriend. It's coming out, right? It's flowing better. And she was like, how do you know this? Because <laughs> she <laughs> wouldn't tell me. I could just see stuff and I could feel stuff and then I could receive information. And that's what I call the creative intelligence. And through a series of many, many events in my life, I came uh, through a lot of anxiety, depression, challenges that way of being disconnected from that creative intelligence, or some would call it angels or source, God, Allah, great spirit. I, I just really had a, a few years of, gosh, maybe over a decade where I just kind of threw that whole thing out had a bad kind of experience. And I think that's probably what propelled us to leave our home culture. Looking, always looking for spirit, always sensing there was more to life. So went through the voyage of organized religion, you know, church hopping and had an experience where I could sense things were off and questioned a person in power and got dismissed. So what did, I'm quite full on. I just took, I'm out of (laughs) here. threw everything out, go to Japan, and then start this journey of like going from country to country and learning more and more about this creative part of me and this kind of healer part of me, but not realizing that I was four by fouring through life, challenged with depressions and and, um, panic and realizing I was trying to heal myself. (laughs) And then I came through that I I went through quite a awakening shaking experience and then came out the other side and made a promise to the universe that I will be an art therapist I will learn this I feel this is a modality that is healing me and and since then I've been combining that with energy healing and because we move around all over this world every few years I have to be highly creative and very attuned to everywhere where I live because In some places, I notice that art therapy is the real piece. So that's why I call myself a creative healer, because here in Belgium, not so much about the pull to art therapy on my online course and through my book I've just put out for sure, but actually being here and forming my work here every, for the past three or four months that I've been here, every client has been about energy healing. So that's always exciting and interesting to me because I think, hmm, that talks to me a little bit about where we are as a humanity, what's going on in our planet. I think right now people are like, I just need a straight shift to my system. So I do coherence healing. So I'm doing distance sessions and it's highly intelligent um, energy that uh, it's diff- a bit faster frequency than Reiki. I used to do Reiki, which is beautiful, beautiful. But um, now the frequencies have quickened and so much so that um, these uh, no longer, the Reiki, I would be like a straw where the energy would go through. Now I'm just like, it's so fast. I'm just two satellite dishes. <laughs> I'm bouncing. <laughs> so the, whoever is taking the healing, they're 
their intelligence is lining up with the intelligence and their body, mind, spirit knows exactly what they need. And they can measure this stuff now. And they see that after the body will know, like some clients in one session, they're done. Some up to three, but no more than three, because we can see that it even starts to shift and heal DNA. So it's healing our ancestors. Like it's healing wow. our descendants. It's so cool. And That's it's, uh, yeah, it's a really special time. So right now uh, in Belgium, where I am now, my work, my actual clients seems to be a lot of energy healing. And yet I just launched my book, Life in Full Colors, a while ago. And so uh, I have an online course. So I have, that is the capacity where I'm showing people how, they can have, I teach seven transformative tools in that book for leveraging the stuff that ain't working, <laughs> like your life's challenges as your ultimate art material. And that's back to what we were talking in the beginning, Whitney, where that stuff that we want to go, oh, I don't want to look at that. Actually, instead going, that challenge is art material. Like I could take that and I can upcycle that just as like upcycled artists take trash and discarded things and they make beautiful things. We can do that with a crayon. (laughs) I teach a very beautiful process that came to me to heal me. And then I noticed that I can do it in the slums in Bangkok. I can do it in the beautiful sleek boardroom with a CEO in Dubai. And it's the same thing where you back to what we were saying, you you put it out in the art, what's not working. And when you know what's not working, you can flip it to pivot to find out what is working and what is my next steps this way and instead of answering from this mind this thinking beta often in beta hurry scurry mind we drop in through breath into our center and so we play with colors from our center so we're just playing but that creative (laughs) intelligence starts to flow out and give information and answer so that's why the book's called life in full colors and it's the subtitle is unlock your childlike create curiosity to uncover and activate the creative intelligence you are that god force that knows stuff (laughs) that just knows yeah it's pretty cool all this the book will help people to kind of do this at home they'll kind of get an idea of how to sort of do some exercises that help them unveil and uncover these energies so that they can start expressing them artistically. Beautiful said, beautifully put. And it's, what's great is it's, my husband said, it's actually like being in a workshop with you where like, I invite the reader, take something that feels broken right now in your life. Like, and often we have like lots (laughs) Like I will have a few things that I'm like, oh, that's kind of bugging me. Oh, I have this little pain in my neck. Like it can be physical. It can be all the relationship with so-and-so. I'd like to tighten that up. Whatever, you know, I'm not sure where to go with my work. It can be all those. And I even teach how your intelligence knows which one you're supposed to be working with first. Because when we start to flow one thing, the rest will start to move. And that was born out of a beautiful therapist who... And she was a music therapist. I didn't realize. I just needed somebody, reached out to somebody when I was at a really low point in Japan. And I only saw her once because um, after leaving her office, the earthquake hit in Japan. I had mentioned to you, Whitney, that I was caught under there. But what she said to me was on my mind the whole time I was stuck underground during that earthquake. She was amazing. She listened to me go on about all my problems. This is when I had no idea how to 
work with energy and work with my challenges in a productive way. So I was in deep depression when I saw her and scared because I was a young mom and I saw that, oh my God, I'm just recreating my childhood over here in Japan, which I think I tried to get away from <laughs> probably subconsciously and tried to start a new thing, but I didn't have new tools. I didn't have any tools. So I'll, then I just had isolation on top of that and loneliness. So that just, just sent me even lower and spiraling lower. Then terrified that, oh my God, now I have these three beautiful ones and I'm, I had this hunch that they were getting downloaded by me. <laughs> like I was starting to wake up like, oh yeah, everything I am is what they're absorbing like little sponges and I'm not in a good place. So I went to her and she was amazing. She listened to me for a bit and she just said, stop talking. You're creating more story. I thought, oh, that's really right. Because <laughs> when you're in that stress, you're telling everybody how depressed you are, or how, you know, when I, when I was in that low point, I was telling people the story to, so much. So she said, you're creating it bigger, compounding it. What you focus on is expanding. Mm-hmm. She said, you know, Corey, you, all you need to do is think about it. You've got a mobile over your baby's bed. She said, that mobile has all these beautiful pieces. And that's your life. You have all these pieces and you think they're broken, but they're actually, there's a beauty in there. You just don't know how to access it yet. She said, you, when you go to move your baby's mobile, do you whack the whole mobile? <laughs> she said, no. She said, yeah, you just choose one piece and you tap it really well. And then that's you. You just got to do you really well and tend to you really well and stop running around trying to be everything for everybody because that's what I, I was getting so low is I was giving all my energy out there with a plastic smile. That was my conditioning. And then coming home and being a bear, you know? And so it was, it was that disconnect. I wasn't authentic. I wasn't this Corey who I am talking to you <laughs> behind closed doors with my kids. I didn't know how. And so she said, you just start with that and start by in the morning, light a candle, pull out a paintbrush, even if you can only paint one color, and just breathe and breathe and feel yourself alive in your body. She was bringing me home to my my connection with who I truly am. So I'll never forget her, that moment, you know. Never saw her again. But you think about mm-hmm. these people that life brings into your moments that just mm-hmm. say the right things, you know. It's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's often that people sometimes just in passing, or sometimes we meet somebody for a short period, but I think, you know, you have that feeling that it's, it is the divine talking through someone else to Mm. you. You know, you, you sense that you think, oh, wow, this is, this is a message for me from bigger. And, and it, cause it, it hits, it hits that note of truth within us. You know, the way that you described how that conversation made you feel, it's, it sounds like it's because it hit your truth. And so that always rings so strongly, right? 100%. And now that you're saying that, it makes me realize those moments, those, I call them my life teachers, you know, that, and like you said, they don't, it might be a moment, it might be just a few, a few years, a few weeks, but I can literally play those conversations back and see little things, you know, I can see this little figurine in her office and I can, it's like this part of you keeps it because it knows it's really 
precious and it's and I share that with so many clients because the first step in the book is to and I I share through stories clients who are generous to share them walking through this and even myself but then I give a creative spark at the at the end as well as peppering and exercises so that people because most people say oh I'd love to do your book but I'm not creative or I'm not artistic and it's like you so are because it's like <laughs> low bar like it's <laughs> crayons and doodles and and just playing like when we were kids yeah. but playing and getting ourselves relaxed so that information flows through and the first thing is to own our challenge how which one do we own so I have I have the opportunity for the reader to do a mobile create a mobile like a mind map actually, and just yeah. to get into that space and, and teach them how you can pick, you can feel and pick the right one. And it's usually not the one that's giving you the headache because that's got too much negative, heavy energy on it. It's got yeah. too much story, right? So p- clients are always shocked. It's like, really? I'm picking this one? But when creative intelligence goes, your hand will just start to circle, it'll just know which one to pick. It's really fun. Like you start to feel life force living you and choosing Mm. so that by the end of the book, you don't really even need the crayons to just do it energetically. Like tonight I was in the kitchen and it was like jamming with my one son. I was like, I started my story, right? It's always jamming with him, (laughs) grumbling. (laughs) (laughs) And then I laughed. I'm like, oh my God, Corey. This is an opportunity, like upshift is. So, you know, I say I write this book for people. I write this for me too. <laughs> can keep working the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I love the way that you describe the book. What, what I feel is that it, it allows people to get in the flow of, of joy. They're able to, to access and be in joy. And, you know, I think that that's an element that's so strongly missing right now in people's oh lives. It's the, it's the thing that we... You, you know, to me that joy is the essence of the soul. It's the expression of the soul. When we're in that moment where we're just pure joy, it's because our soul has just got the go ahead. It's got the opening to come through, but we've really oh. diminished the, the importance of joy. We say, ah, that's, that's a luxury. That's something that is kind of for children. You know, it's a, it is a childlike thing, but it's a necessity, I think for humans to experience and express joy. So when we deny ourselves that we get where we are now, where we're so depressed. We're depressed. Mm -hmm. We're anxious. We're unhappy because we think that joy was for when we were kids and now life is very serious and we can't just get out our crayons and draw and do and express ourselves. So I love that you're giving people the permission and also the go ahead and, and a little bit of instruction on how to do that through your book. Oh my gosh. I love that you spoke to joy. And that is so neat. I just got a review by uh, one of the readers and she said, this book was a pleasure and it helped me regain my joy. And I felt like you're speaking directly to my little girl. And that's it. Especially now with all that's going on in the world, we can feel really weird about being joyful. (laughs) We can think, no, this is a very serious time. And it the thing is, we're incredible beings. We're not, we're able, we have the capacity to hold joy and we can hold frustration at the same time, or we can hold the sadness. That's why we really do need power tools to figure out emotions because we're highly complex and incredibly intelligent beings, but we can feel 
totally confused if we don't know how to like what are the tools to to be with this and you know it's really important we have that joy especially as we're moving through these moments of our life because this is very different than happiness or or being trying to be positive you know and i write that as she as a base of some of the foundational chapters before we really pull out the crayons in my book because I that actually sent me a little bit on a lost sojourn for a while when I started to wake up as I really I was already conditioned to put slap on a happy face and uh hallelujah (laughs) and uh just shove whatever heavy emotion was going on down and and I if you notice I use color like heavy hued emotion and light you know motion they're all in the crayon box like you gotta have all of it right and all of it you gotta have all of it and so that joy though it's like when I think of the when I lived in Bangkok I had lots of friends who were Buddhist because it's that's the culture and they were teaching me that about joy that it's a very deep it's like a still you can have a stillness in you and you don't have to have a smile on but you can be feeling joy joy is something that's very grounded it's not a flighty thing and throw on a happy face and sometimes it bubbles like a brook but sometimes it's deep like a spring that's underground so we we need that joy to keep us popping out of bed and doing what we love and feeling into what is it that I want to do like to figure out what direction we're going that's a really beautiful guide for us I'm glad you brought that up yeah yeah, it mm-hmm. is. And and I also really appreciate that the work that you do and in this book, you're also allowing people to see that, again, as we talked about earlier, that our darkest moments, those have a place too. You know, mm-hmm. the darker, deeper colors, the harder times, those are part of the whole picture. They're, they, if it weren't for that, the picture wouldn't be complete. You know, oh, you need, so true. you need all the colors. And I think, you know, people don't want to believe that. You know, to your, to your point, you're saying you push, you have things that you wanted to push down and pretend like, no, I don't want to believe that I'm feeling this way. I don't want to deal with those, but it's when you really embrace them and let, let it just come out and let them be, you, you recognize that all the colors are equally important. And, you know, it's really just a judgment that we've made as a species to say, okay, these things are bad and they shouldn't happen. And these things are good. And we want to share that and acknowledge that, but all of them are equally of value and of mm. beauty. They really are. And so much was our conditioning, Whitney. Like I think about, let's talk again about that anger I mentioned. You know, I remember hearing, you know, girls shouldn't, don't, that's not nice to be angry. Just be nice. Just be nice to her, you know. And Or I I was actually on a podcast with a a fellow and he was saying, uh, in my family, like you just, we just couldn't share those heavy emotions. Like you, there was no space for it. So you just, anger doesn't exist. So where do you put it? You have to bottle it somewhere, you know, then it pops out in our body. We have aches and pain. We have, you know, different sicknesses. And so you, so much of it was bless our, our parents and teachers. They've really, most of us, they didn't have the tools to tell us, so this is how we process this, you know? And once we learn that, oh, we can own it and we can get curious, like stay in wonder about it rather than freaking out. You can sit like, for example, down in the kitchen. I didn't have my crayons, but I can do this energetically just in my imaginal realm. The mind doesn't know the difference between real and imaginal states. So this is how powerful we are. 
we can be in our divinity. We can be like chopping the onions going, God, he's pissing me off. But, oh, what's going on in me? <laughs> like, you know, mm -hmm. and then start to ask, well, what if this wasn't a problem? Like, ask better questions. Like, I, I've also done advanced training with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I love it because it's a science behind of all this too. She's talking about what's going on in our neural program. We can't change a pathway, but we can open a new one and we can start going on that one. <laughs> and when we go on that one more, this one just kind of grows weeds and we stop using it so much. So mm -hmm. my, my choice to say, well, whoa, 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 I'm going to get curious about this. I'm going to be childlike and and I, I'm not saying childish, stomping and having a fit. I'm saying childlike and saying, oh, wonder what if this wasn't a problem? Like, what what would that look like? Yeah. So I, wow. Yeah. Then you start, like, the mind loves that. It's like, let's mm -hmm. problem solve that. So just just by asking and taking some ownership of what's going on in the kitchen, I stop stop reacting and start being receptive right and then all of a sudden whoo, creative intelligence wants to dovetail with us it's yeah. always streaming it's that we just shut the crown we shut the faucet or the tap mm -hmm. off because we're like contracted and mad or whatever Absolutely. doing our you know our conditioned response so we can we can go back and say no 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 i'm a highly evolved, beautiful being, and I'm going to be with this moment and be, be with my son and figure out what's going on in me, like that's having this reaction yeah. to. Yeah. And Corey, I'm wondering what allowed you or when did you first start to open to the work that you do, to your gifts, to the energy work, also to the, you know, the art therapy, the expressive work. Did you have a mentor? Did somebody kind of, did you learn from someone or did it, was it just something that you got curious about and it did feel like it was kind of something within that you brought forth or did someone else kind of, kind of help bring this out for you? Oh, I love this question because suddenly I, again, I, I saw three faces. So I just saw, I'll tell you what I see. Please and do. this is what, yeah, this is the first face was one of my profs. Well, first actually I saw me as a little girl. Um, lost in huge papers that my dad, this before computers, would bring home massive blueprints. So, and I wasn't six foot one then, I was a little sh shrimpy kid, a little <laughs> scrawny kid. And um, he would say, girls, he, and he was, this is interesting. He never threw, he was upcycling and recycling before we even did that. So interesting. I do it with um, heavy emotions. My dad was at had this garage and he was loaded with stuff. So he said, girls, I've got all this paper. You could do your pictures on there. So I would literally be in my drawing because they were so big, these maps, and we would flip them over. And it was a white, a sea of clear, a world. You could create worlds within worlds. Something deep was stirring in me there. I was, I knew that I didn't have a plan. It's like, what I do with people now, I say, you have no idea what's going to come out of you right now. You, instead of freaking out, get excited because you have contact with so much of you and it just make it really safe and cozy. So I feel like on those maps, I was in my own safe world, just creating. And then ended up in art school, kind of confused. What am I here? Blah, blah, blah. But like I said, I kept seeing things and feeling things and two professors within a week said, you should really study art therapy. Like you'll graduate beautifully here. And, and I did, I, I got almost top of my class, but I had no pull to be 
just doing artists, like as an art, being an artist, I still paint and I love it, but I paint more through the therapeutic approach. And then when it did come time that I was like, I'm going to study this, I resisted for a while, went through all that those depressions, all that grinding, got all that learning of all those heavy emotions. I got to walk through them and they became my beautiful awareness. So I can really sit with people in those places. And then it was time. Okay. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn this. And I remember I got into the Vancouver Art Therapy Institute and I wondered how, because so many people were therapists and I came in as an artist and I had to kind of take counseling courses and kind of add on, you know, work on a lifeline and, and these sort of things, learn on the fly. But they said, Corey, it's because you literally just packed up and went, like you went to the earthquake zone in Tokyo, like you just went to it and you learned so much. So I got in there and they, uh, they that was amazing, but I really was aware that I need to be receiving art therapy while I'm like, why, who, who am I to think I can do this if I've never received it? And I just dove deep online. I was in Japan and I English speaking art therapist. And I just really wanted someone with a transpersonal approach to go beyond this. Someone who's connected to body, mind, spirit, and cosmos. And within five minutes, I found Eri Yoshida and she is still um, I think she, she is moving through me when I'm working with people. And I love your question because I've, I even write, mention her in my book because every month we would end up either at her seaside home or she had a home in the mountains and we would just go deep into these and drawings. And she learned from um, Natalie uh, uh, Rogers, the expressive artist. So Carl Rogers' daughter, who is all about, you know, active listening and deep listening. And so just her presence, being bathed in her, I was simultaneously taking my art therapy training. And I remember we would come back to, that was happening in long distance in Canada. And I was living in Japan, being bathed in this transpersonal approach. But then summers, I would go over to Canada and you'd share, you'd have to you know, record video yourself with clients and stuff. And I watch and I think I can feel airy. I'm really learning from her. And even my teachers in Vancouver said, your approach is different, but it's very effective. Like keep on, you know? And so I believe that, yeah, the universe puts us where we need to be. And because I had that approach, I, I realized now I was on a deep spiritual journey. <laughs> I I needed that. I didn't want a clinical approach. I didn't want, I knew damn straight. I want this one. <laughs> you know, I just knew. And uh, I, I, it's funny how you have this knowing. And again, it's that wisdom, this divine intelligence in us. That's just guiding us, which takes the pressure right off. Now that I think back at the time, I thought I was making all these decisions <laughs> and having to get it right. But like we said earlier, even those years where I was off-road, four-by-fouring, struggling through life, I was getting it right because I needed to get all that learning in, you know? Yeah. So it's a, such a gift to realize that life is living us. And yeah. we, when we stay in the joy, when we get in our vibration of joy, we really can catch it. So we get really excited and in wonder, thinking, what next? Like, what 
<laughs> you know, yeah. even meeting you, Whitney, it was like, of course. <laughs> it's a beautiful yeah. soul sister here, of course, we, you know, share on the podcast. So yeah, it becomes a very fun adventure instead of this fearful, like, what next? It can be what next? Yes. That excitement about it. Yeah. Excitement. My, my friend told me recently that she wakes up every morning and says, all right, universe, how can I be of service of you today? What's going on today? And I love that because, you know, again, so much of our distress is because we want to control and we say, well, this is, you know, to your point, how you just described how your story unfolded, it all needed to happen that way with certain people coming in to bring their gifts. And so that you could start sharing your gifts, that reciprocal, you know, giving and receiving. But if we try too hard to be in our, in our minds and say, no, this isn't what I've was looking for, this isn't how I thought it should look. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to resist. Then we don't just sort of, you know, get into the flow of it and allow things just as you said, to kind of take their beautiful course, life living through you rather than us trying to force life. And that's when the most beautiful experience happens. And to me, that's when joy comes through because it's when we're most relaxed, that joy is just, just coming out. I love how you describe that. And it's like that. I remember at first when it was I was bubbling like, and I was thinking, what is this? Like I'd lived <laughs> so long, just like grinding and work. Yeah. Cause I coming from immigrant background, you know, like it's like you're in survival mode. And so many of us even just had stressed parents without, you know, or stressed people around us. And so we just <laughs> absorbed all that. And our nervous systems are just like, <sighs> didn't know that we were even not joyful way. I, you know, now that I am, I, I, I laugh because I do wake up. I love your friend saying that I wake up and I always think now, what is today? Like, you know, yeah. and I, I give what it up today. Yeah. What's uh, yeah. What's our agenda. And, yeah. and I always hold plans loosely because it's so gorgeous. Like I met a, when I was meeting all these amazing people and starting to open my consciousness and start to wake up, I would say that I remember getting on a flight and, um, that, particular time I was flying without my kids and my husband I must have gone somewhere oh it's probably to to do my intensive with the art therapy and I remember saying oh give me someone really amazing to sit with on the flight like come on universe shock me you know I started almost being really playful and I remember the women on uh the woman who was working my section kind of running to approach me almost like fending me off going, we're trying to move you. We know he's quite odd. And I looked and I had actually said, give me an angel. Like I'd love to meet an angel. I looked, oh my gosh, Whitney. And I was also thrilled because I said, give me leg room too. <laughs> so six, <laughs> six, one. Could I have that leg room? Well, I, so I'm going to this emergency exit seat and I look and there's a guy in fully in white hair, head, totally shaved. And I'm kind of used to seeing that living in Asia with monks. And, you know, so Mm -hmm. I was not kind of bothered at all. In fact, I was, because I had asked for someone really interesting and maybe an angel, I was like fascinated. And I, like I told you, I can see sometimes colors around people or Mm -hmm. energy fields and his was beautiful. And it's like rainbow. And I thought, I want to sit back and here she's running out going, we're trying to move you. I know he's very unusual. You might not feel safe. And I'm like, I'm happy to sit back. <laughs> you said, no, please. Yeah. Well, cause he was stretched out doing yoga. Like, <laughs> it, 
I could see why she was freaked out, right? But I was laughing, thinking, I actually asked, I ordered this guy in. So I didn't say anything. I just smiled. I said, how about I just try and I'll let you know. (laughs) Well, it was so fascinating, that flight. It felt like it was going on and on. And he was just a teacher to me. He was teaching me, Corey, you need to meditate now. Like it was the lesson of, okay, Corey, now you need to, but he didn't realize he said, he's just an interesting being. And I was just, (laughs) all the questions I had at that time, he was just talking and I was just attuning to him going, are you for real? Like I was just wondering about this. And then he would say, this is funny. I feel like I should tell you this. And And he was like the most magical person. And at one point I turned to him and I said, this is supposed to be like a really quick flight. Like I feel like we're going, I have so much time to learn from you. And he said, Corey, you know, time is elastic. Like it's, and that's when he went on and taught me things that I had never thought outside of the realm of matter. And, you know, so I started to learn quantum things from him. Whoa. And it was amazing. I, I shouldn't say learn. I was more like introduced and my, my jaw was dropping open. But mm-hmm. after he spoke that, I started to play with that. And that, that's what I mean with I hold plans loosely. Because sometimes I can start to feel like as I felt in the kitchen, that's what it was. When I feel pressed for time and when I feel pre- like, oh, there's too many things, uh, I start barking. And so I want to blame it on people around me, but it's like, hmm, whenever I ask my higher intelligence, it's like, just breathe. Time is elastic. And when I hold that truth, I'm going to say truth because it is, we can create these realities. All of a sudden, magical things happen. And I mean, hold it fully expecting time to be, to surprise me and be elastic. So it always happens that, you know, I don't know, I'd be, I remember driving my being late to pick up my kids in Dubai. And when we lived in Dubai, there's a lot of traffic, eight lanes and just, oh, and I would say, help. I I want elastic time. This is not, I don't want to be driving this fast. (laughs) All of a sudden I'd get a ping. Oh, basketball's canceled today. The gym, they can't let us have the gym. So there goes a whole hours would open up in front of me. This would happen all or a client. I'd be racing because I, oh, I got this client here and now I'm going to be up doing this workshop here. And then Suddenly I'd hear, oh, can we shift it? Everybody's calling. They're stuck in traffic. Can we shift it half an hour? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) So these are things we can do energetically, but I had no idea. And Mm so, you know, going through my life, just fighting all of this matter and trying to make hustle and make things work. So we have so much more to access and it's gorgeous when we just expect beautiful teachers and things to come in our path and get the tools. Absolutely. So, okay. So then I, I'd love for you to offer some tips because I would love to order that same, uh, flight part, the (laughs) passenger that, that getting to sit with him and getting to, so how do you, how do you do that? How did you, how do you attune with your request and get so clear about what you're seeking Mm. that you literally, cause you know, it's, it's true though, is that the universe is basically, it, it will literally produce what we ask for. We we're just so unclear about what we're asking for and how to ask for it that we sometimes we get we think that we're getting what we don't want but we're always getting what we want we just don't realize we're asking for it so but you but it's when someone like you becomes attuned with what you're asking for is also or what you're receiving is also what you're asking for you know you know you're very clear and concise about it so how how can others start that 
Like the first thing I want to call every invite everyone into is the heart coherence. And what I mean by that, I, I, a really great resource on this is heartmath.org. It's where mm-hmm. all the new science is coming out for Greg Braden, um, Joe Dispenza, um, uh, like uh, there's some others who, because it's showing that we, we so often are asking for things from the problem filled overthinking analytical mind. Right. And we have, and I explain this again in Life in Full Colors, that we have a, a, a two, we have a whole mind. And so often, especially in the Western society, we're so much in our linear logical time, <laughs> linear, tells time, Keith states, it's, it's a problem solver, but it's also like a monster who grows five more heads because it just wants to find more stuff to solve. Bless it. It's a gift, but it needs to be in coherence with our feeling mind our center, our heart. In Japan, they call it hara. So, um, our, mm. you know, and we would go from the heart. So it's, how do we get there? We get there simply by getting our hand on our heart. I usually put one on my belly just to make sure I'm breathing really low. We can do that right now. Let's do it. Yes. And just, yeah, let's do this. So get your hand mm. on your heart, your beautiful heart, which is 5,000 times stronger magnetically than your magnetical field of your mind so they have much power so let's just breathe into our hearts five seconds in be generous with your breath beautiful hold for a little pause and now exhale so you could just breathe out let it go and just take another few breaths into your heart five seconds in and exhaling all those heavy emotions out. Now this time when we breathe in our heart, this is with heart math, we're going to bring about a lightened emotion. Let's bring in compassion for ourselves <laughs> on earth school. Breathe in beautiful compassion. And now exhale compassion to everyone around you, even your pets even your neighbor, you don't really know. Now, inhaling more compassion for yourself, five counts. Now let's exhale compassion to the whole planet. Now, keep in that breathing on your own rhythm, your five in, bring in in compassion, and your five out. Just listen to my voice and I tell you that you are your heart and your mind and your whole beingness. You're so much more. And so when you want something, you come into this space because you'll feel so full that you'll know it's already there. Don't you feel full? Do you feel full when you're down there breathing? <laughs> Okay, so that's when you can feel, you can kind of just feel and ask yourself, what do I really need now? That's from that space, you will call in the highest thing. You can even say, what do I really need now for the highest good of all? That's how you ask and you will receive it so easily. Even And even when it doesn't come in this red hot minute to heal, take Abraham Hicks, quote, I love it, because I remember 
asking this one day, I just needed so much to see a sign. Dr. Joe Dispenza taught us this. When you get into heart coherence and you you connect, you can feel where you're needing a little bit of extra love and compassion. You can even give that to yourself. And then you can say, if I have shifted my energy in this direction, I just need a sign. Please show me this sign. And bing, just be be kind of aware of the first thing that kind of flashes into your mind. I remember once just getting hit, once Dr. Joseph said, a red balloon. He's like, give me a red balloon. And it can even be a tricky one if you want, because <laughs> where are you going to see a red balloon? He's in an office building. He said, then a few little, a little while later, he's just chatting, kind of forgot he had called in a sign. He had felt full. It felt like he received it already. So there's not this needing it, you know, kind of, um, like I said, hold the plan loosely. You have it put it out there. It's in the energetic, it's in the unified field. It will come to you. You will magnetize it to you. And that's part of it, knowing that. And the more you do it, I I call it your joy data will pile up. The more you do it, you'll start to see it more. And you'll be like, I caught it. Dr. Joe said he's chatting away and this red balloon went by the window. No. (laughs) No kidding. Oh my goodness. Wow. So this, yeah, this summer when I was feeling really discombobulated, it took us like four months to move to Belgium when it should have been a two-week layover in Canada. I remember it was like just with COVID and all the regulations, we were stuck and we couldn't, they tell us now get this visa that I was struggling. So I was just like really doing a lot of heart coherence because I was just, otherwise I'd be pulled into so much drama and, and unhappiness and challenge so I thought okay and I remember doing this and saying one day it was like a really challenging day and everyone's feeling it in the family there's a lot of squawking and squabbling and I just we were on a hike and it was going pear-shaped like something should have been so beautiful we thought we'll go to the Rocky Mountains we're stuck in Canada anyways and everyone was tense and I remember walking finally just walking on my own out of that trail and saying I really need something now. I need a lift. I need to feel your love. And I thought of, all of a sudden, I thought of that Dr. Joe sharing about the red balloon. I thought, but I want a purple balloon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I I love purple. And then I started smiling that I, you know, thinking, how is this going to show up? I'm in the middle of the bush, you know? And then I actually forgot about it because we got to the car, the battery was dead, like to add more, we had to get booster people to help us. jump our car that's an interesting thing battery was dead that tells us where how low our family was feeling so that's fine we're in the car and just kind of breathing just taking it all in and I did also said I was so ready for to be treated I said and if I could see a deer I'd love to see a deer and uh we're driving and all of a sudden I'm so busy trying to get this one lace undone on my shoe. And then all of a sudden I feel like I hear, I have clear um, audience. It's like, Mm. I can hear a voice saying, Corey, look up. I look up. There's not one purple balloon. There's three purple balloons tied to this sign. It must've been some kid's birthday. (laughs) And they were trying to show, turn down this country road because there's nothing but trees. Corey, there's no way that's true. (laughs) 100%. I actually had to write that one in my journal because I was like, I've got to remember this. <laughs> Did you take and a then, picture? I wish I was that quick. It was oh literally that quick. And three of them. And then I turned my head to look thinking, 
I wonder if I should go to that party. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it looked so good, like three balloons. And there was even streamers. It was like so beautiful for me. It was like a bouquet. And I just took it like a bouquet. And then I turned and there was a deer jumping a fence. And I just started to cry. I'm going to cry right now. I started to cry thinking how many things are streaming to us, but A, we don't feel worthy to ask. And now I've done this enough that even when I was car battery dead, fighting, stressed about this move, I knew that, you know what, Corey, even it's all appears that you've got a million challenges on your mobile around you, you're still a divine being and you still can stay in your heart, connected. And if we can feel it, if we can feel that connection in our heart, we're as good as there. And we have the authority to call in these beautiful things so that we can lift our vibration and feel that like, okay, I am creating my reality. So I just really invite you to not give up, to stay in your heart Mm. when you feel like you can always go there. It's always with you and breathe and bring in a lighter emotion. And then just say, what would I really need now? You know, maybe I need a feather or maybe I need a phone call from someone that I haven't heard for a long time. You'll start getting really creative with like, the beautiful things you call into yourself and you'll feel so abundant because it will, you can ask and expect it when you're moving from that coherence. Because like I said, the heart math teaches our heart is 5,000 times more magnetic than thinking, mm. I want a balloon. Like <laughs> there's no way I would get a balloon <laughs> from there. I was so ticked off. and <laughs> <laughs> So you just got to just drop that story. And that's oh. a big challenge, right? To get out of that mind. So you just go straight to your heart. Straight. Their breath is saving us because you can't think when you're counting to five, bringing a compassion in, you know? So uh-huh. it brings a new, back to the neuroscience, you can't change that track. So we just going to open a new super highway and going to ride easy. Yeah, Corey, that is so incredible. I can't believe that story. I hope, I would love for everyone to hear that and recognize that everyone's capable of that. And yes. I feel like what you're saying, Corey, is that when we go through our minds, when we say, I want this, I want this, it's this, it's very prolonged process where it's, when it's all mental, we're, we're, we're thinking about what we have to do to get something. So we really elongate it. But when we go into our heart, we are, it. we move into being rather than reacting or doing. So it's, it is instantaneous because it's always there anyways. So you when you go into that space of receiving or in our hearts, we're just being that thing. We don't, we, we no longer have to chase after it. it. It, we already have it. And yeah, it's so well how you say it. And that's when we stay wonder filled and curious mm. like a child, because that's when life gets flipping magical because you really yeah. are it. And so you actually let it go. I, I think that's what I learned is you, you call these things in fully expecting, but you, then you literally, you've done the thing you need to do. You actually lifted your vibration. So you're in a much, you're not matter. You're, you're flowing as energy then you're in the field. So it, it just comes to you. And you, then you just get the dessert because you're like, wow, <laughs> I did ask her. I got three on a post with ribbons. Like, come on. That so, is absolutely yeah. remarkable. I love that. I just love that. And you know, that is, you know, one of my biggest purposes behind the work that I do. And one of my biggest hopes for can be inspired in this lifetime is 
to, to let the magic come back into life. You know, I think that's something that we've lost such touch with is again, just like joy. We've, we've lost the idea that life is truly magical and and magic is awesome. It's really cool and exciting. And, and it, and it also makes you recognize your own abilities, your own power that can be used not to just prove something, but just to, to be something and just to create, be your own alchemist, be your own creator. And that's such a beautiful thing when it comes from the heart, right? When it you comes to it. that intention of, as you spoke to the highest good, how can I use my unique brand of magic, which we all have, you know, that yeah. unique magic and bring my magic, you know, Corey's magic and anyone's magic. It's because they're, they're all so beautiful, but everybody has different magic. But we, oh I think we lost yes. touch with that. Yes. And it's so needed, right? Because um, especially now, and we have full permission to be in our joyful magic mode, especially when times feel heavy in our humanity, because that literally is a gift to everyone. You know, like it actually affects the energetic field and science can measure this. And it's not just for each other as people, which is amazing, but it's also for our, our planet. Like, uh, it's fascinating to me that they have those, they're measuring the, the, the energy fields at both poles. And I always think of when Greg Braden said during 9-11, the graphs, the scientists were like stunned because the morning of 9-11, it's just like both poles energetically, magnetic poles went, <laughs> just mm-hmm. went off the charts. What happened? What was the anomaly? What happened was we saw the Twin Towers go down and as a humanity, we all just had strong emotional reaction. Where does that come from? Our heart. So that's how powerful our heart is. And we all like kind of grab each other and like held on. And even if though there was some, there was fear and anger, there was also love and compassion. There was a lot in that soup. So that shows that we had impact as a humanity on our, on our earth, you know? So it's a reciprocal energetic agreement we got going on so it actually is the most responsible thing to do is to be in your joy and your magic because it actually impacts their whole environment on a in a way that elevates and uplifts and upshifts some who can't access that maybe they just aren't in that space they they're stuck and i I was that one I would be coming down the mountain stuck but now I was like no I have tools <laughs> Yeah. I have tools, right? So we use our tools and we think we're using them on ourselves, but it's so beyond that, you know, so beyond yes. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that it's eventual. I think that it's inevitable. You know, again, we, we think right now we say, oh, there's no time for magic. There's, this is too serious. We have to, but magic and joy are who we truly are. They're our true essence. And you can only go against your true essence for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly it. Yeah. And I think we're, we're slowly making that turning point where eventually we're going to stop fighting and recognize, okay, wait a minute. This is actually the answer. The thing we've been avoiding, the thing that we thought was, you know, a waste of time or not helpful is actually the only thing that's going to bring us into our, our true selves, our authentic expression to, to harmony, right? To harmony. And said, you know, that's, um, my biggest message with women waken is cause to me, that's, that's the essence, um, that's being, that's been hidden and that hasn't really been welcomed or brought forth is that female, um, you know, intuition and the female knowing, you know, the feminine knowing it's not just, you know, 
only women can do this. Males have it too. But that, you know, the feminine energy is just that innate knowing of who we truly are and allowing that to come forth and share its gifts and share its properties, you know, alongside the masculine. So true. And to recognize that, that, that mobile I talked about, that one piece, that moving that one piece and getting your joy really, really a priority, that that is us, because us in our feminine energy, we, we're, we're hold, we're containers and, and we want to hold and then give to others and give it out and give it out. That is how you're giving from the most full capacity because that joy is just so compound. Like again, the bubbling brook, I just keep saying it just bubbles over. So you're giving from such a high place and that, it was the hardest thing for me to turn as in my training because it was like it just seemed wrong to take care of me to give to me first it I still there are certain aspects I still have to sit myself down and say Corey sit <laughs> yeah. love yourself what do you need I think it's access consciousness my sister taught me she's also a healer and she said you can put your hands on your body and say body, what do you need now? Body, how do you want to dress today? What do you want to eat today? I, some days I have to take it down to that because I can get so far away from myself. Oh, I, I, I want to help and want to serve and da, da, da. It's like, wait, wait, are you full? <laughs> Come on. And then I can tell that right away by that felt sense, that feeling sense of being locked in and at home in myself and no way because the joy, because it will be easy to serve. It will be so fun to build an online course. Like it came so easy because I was full, but you know, I had tried, even this book, I had tried to write it five mm. years ago and it was like, oh, <laughs> and huh. of course, you know, interesting, right? And then mm. people started asking, why don't you write these simple, it seems so simple, like it's, you should write this in a book and it's so playful. Everyone should feel they can do these. And I thought, wow, now about five people have asked me to write a book in a month. And then I remembered, I had a book. <laughs> I totally like put it aside because I was trying from that thinking, ruminating yeah. mind, right? And then I was had grown and recognized about coherence. And wow, I could just work the two together. And that's when you have the both of them in coherence and stuff just shows up out of you flows out of you in a totally different energy and then it's received in a different energy look at how people are writing oh, i feel i'm sitting with you and it's so fun i didn't know i could do this with art and creativity in me i didn't know i was creative people are uncovering this whole capacity because it's the energy that i put in it you know when people cook and they say that oh i could taste the love in that soup you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like anything we do when we get to our energy of joy and wonder and, and why we came here to be these beings of light and, and wonder and curiosity to, to grow and learn at earth school. Then whatever we do, whether we're sitting with our kid or we're talking to a neighbor, whether we're having a cup of tea and a sunbeam, we're doing it and we're we're doing it from a very different place and it has beautiful effect in our, our humanity and our, our world. It truly does. It truly does. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to more of that beauty being shown and brought to light and welcomed, really embraced and people sort of 
blossoming in that way, letting their beauty be yes. seen. Yeah. Me too. I feel mm-hmm. that's uh, the gift of you sharing this podcast out, Whitney, with it, that this is your intent. It has to be that this way. So this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. When you, that is your cho- your chosen path for that's your intent for this, then mm-hmm. it will reach the just right moment, the just right ears, that just right hearts that can go, ah, it's good. Wanna yes. go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Corey, I'd also love to hear a little bit about, you know, you're clearly, you became very attuned with energy and helping others kind of tap into their energy, but when did you first get acquainted or, or attuned with, um, the angelic realms? Because that's something that you've shared is that you, you do, you are clear audience. So you hear, um, are you hearing angels yeah. and, and you can, you see sense angels. So what, did, when did that come around for you and what was that like? And what do you think mm-hmm. that is? Yeah, I think it's uh, all of these beautiful uh, gifts that we all are having. I think like many people listening might say, oh, I don't have that. I didn't think I had that uh, for a long time. But then when I reflect back, and I think if we all reflect back, we can remember little things in our childhood. Maybe not everybody, but for me, I do remember being in the trees a lot. And uh, <laughs> and that was my... Uh, and creating like I told you in those papers that my dad brought, I would be making worlds in the trees, like, and I'd be talking to trees and I'd really feel I was with friends. And, and I know now that there are beautiful beings in the forest. I'm amazed that I'm now living in a thousand year old forest here in Belgium. And I had no idea that this, like, I actually had one tree in Dubai in my garden and I hugged her when I left and thanked her because I need trees coming from Canada. (laughs) And I do believe that angelic realm first, I was connected to it through my times in the forest and the trees at the elementals and the fairies and these sort of things. And, but like most of us, I tossed it away thinking, oh, it's nonsensical because in the Western world, we think in our linear logical mind, it's not logical, Uh, but always drawn to the trees, always drawn. And uh, I remember hugging that tree in Dubai saying, I really now know how special the forests are and how special trees have wisdom and, and I was told by a beautiful healer once uh, from the, I, I'm trying to remember the tribe, um, but an indigenous tribe is saying that all humans are two-footed trees. We all can grow and we all branch out and we all can shelter each other and our roots underground ultimately all connect. We're not separate. And the trees teach us that. And I always loved that. And so when we moved to Belgium and we got to this house that we had found on Zoom because of COVID, (laughs) and I did notice, oh, it looks like nice trees around. Oh my gosh, I found out we're on this, the trailhead of this forest that's a thousand years old. And I, in there every day, feeling so grateful because I do. I have clear audience, and for years I ignored it when I was not attuned to these things, and I got in trouble ignoring it. So I started listening to that voice, and I always thought it was just me talking to myself, and maybe mm-hmm. that's what some people would interpret it as. But it's the wisest self. Like <laughs> it's really tells me the right way to go, or who to talk to, or maybe who to maybe steer a little away from for now, or you know, and 
But for example, when I lived in Japan and there was a time when I had my kids on my side and I heard pull back, like I pulled them back and this big truck just came out of nowhere. We would have been hit. Like it's this voice and it's so clear. And the more I listen to it, the more I thank it and the more I honor it, the more it comes even with simple things like don't have that coffee right now. I'm just, I like to have every now and then a coffee with my husband. I don't, I can't drink a lot because I go like, and um, just today it was like, oh, he's having one. It'd be nice to, I heard, don't have that coffee right now. And then I ignored it a little bit and I went to make one and the machine just wouldn't work for me. <laughs> They're really just working right with you. They are. And and for all of us. And but you know, it was it's so neat. And I I when I am though in that forest, I do really get a lot of information. And I'll even be guided to go to certain trees. And when I look at them, I can see certain things in the tree that are teaching me things. Like there was one tree one time and it it was like this and it had totally cracked over and it I, I said why would you bring me a poor tree it, it like it bent but they said it's actually it looks broken but it's got an opening there's something new coming through and that was right around the time where I was getting frustrated because I was thinking it's COVID I've moved here people aren't here I've launched this book but I'm not teaching this book and you know like my mind was like I should and I'm shooting things like shouldn't all over myself. I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I I saw that tree, and so I heard go through the portal. So my it's it's down. It almost looks like a triangle because the top of the tree hit hit the ground, and then it's got this cracked point that kind of meets up. So I I went through, and as I went through, I said, "What do I need to know now?" And they said, "Every time something breaks off." Some, it gives space for something new to come through. Mm-hmm. And unbelievable, that was right. I said, okay, I'm open. Show me the new. And that's when I, th- I mentioned to this to you before is that I got the strong feeling, I don't want to work alone anymore. I'd like to collaborate and co-create. And all of a sudden, my team with the book said, you need to be on podcasts and maybe even start your own live streams and podcasts. And maybe you should do some of your, you teach people that you can upcycle challenges. Why don't you physically do that in the art and on live stream, take a challenge. So every week I take something that's not working and I put it in the art, show people. And then we receive a download. I get my Claire audience and I just speak mm-hmm. it out. So kind of like a channeled thing. And so all these new things started to come through and they're fun. And like I told you, then people were contacting me. Can you do energy healing for me, even on their pets? New things that I'd never tried before. And I'm like, yeah, I should. So when I, whenever was, I get a new invitation to do something, I keep seeing myself stepping through that tree. So that's the other thing that people can know that we're all getting these downloads, whether it's like the, we, the angels are talking through our ears or sometimes I've I see scenes flash before my eyes. I never really paid attention to it before, but the more that I, at first it would just be sometimes a person's face or a color. And then I really, the more you pay attention, it's almost like the more you see, you know? So, and feeling, we were talking about the, the goosebumps or the angel bumps. We get these. So we have a lot of, a lot more to us that is 
there, the more you start to, and you can ask, we all have a guardian angel for sure. Mine actually will physically touch me when I need it sometimes. And I, I'll, I'll, sometimes when I really feel disconnected, I'll say, I really need to feel you. Can, I, can you let me feel you, it, whether it's a physical touch or just something? Mm-hmm. One time I went out and all of a sudden it just started raining and two, two raindrops landed on one each cheek and they felt like a little wet kiss, you know? And I just thought, oh, that was nice. And, and I've had been woken up in bed a few times like with a shoulder like shaking me like get up and really knowing I need to do this this or this you know so Mm. we can call that in and not be afraid of it just see that we have so much help and support that wants to but with angels we need to ask them so we have to get rid of any ideas that it's scary or whatever outmoded thoughts and then just see it as this friend that's with us that loves us and has so much power to help us when we can't when we we can't see the next step or we can't see why something's not working right. but really something new is coming through or whatever it is you know mm-hmm. what yeah. what's the best way to first start connecting with your angels with your guardian angel to start letting them know opening yourself to their guidance to their help to that connection oh that's such a nice question I think we all have our unique ways. Think of it as uh, what is your way that you like to start meeting a friend? And sometimes it's back to this crayon childlike way. Think of yourself when you're young and you'd meet a friend on the playground or someone new would come to school. Some of us are like excited and like run right up and hi. (laughs) Some are more standoffish. Be your authentic self even with your angel. So Mm. for me, I... I, though I love being around people and I do workshops and all these things before I realize I'm quite an introvert. So I kind of like to get somewhere cozy and quiet. Sometimes I'm in the bath. Sometimes I just, a lot of talking, like that's why I think I go with the forest because I'm alone and I like to talk out loud as though there's no difference for me. And maybe also because I see a little bit of lights and auras and things sometimes so just start to get comfortable talking to some something that you don't maybe see all of it but then that's okay it just becomes your new normal and if you're not comfortable with that I some people feel better writing and uh, angels love us and and they really want to connect with us so you can even write hi angel <laughs> like who are you? What is your name? I want to get to know you, like, but I'm not sure. You can be so real. How gorgeous that you can be so naked and real. And I think that's why I say to some people, be go in the bath because you're literally your pure naked mm-hmm. self and there's nothing to hide. And we need that. And then you, oh, what yeah. happens is, you know, when you start talking like that with your angel and getting that connection and realizing how wonderful it is to not have to put up a guard or, to be, you'll start noticing you do that in your relationships and it's wonderful. And you can even ask your angel, could you help me be this real and feel this safe to be this naked and vulnerable with my, you know, I, I didn't used to feel comfortable to talk this way. Like we are in the podcast, right? Like this has come through me talking like this with my angel and then it's in my marriage and then it's in my relationships with my kids. Like 
I can say to my kids, gosh, sorry, I really confused there. And we can talk so real. And it's, I, I wanted to be able to give that to my kids. And so it's started, I think, with the angelic realm for me, because I could be my naked, real self, you know, showing up the same way in every scene. That's been wow. my soul's journey, a big soul journey piece for me. So I think the angels helped me a lot with that. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Well, Corey, your journey is absolutely gorgeous and you're so inspirational. Where oh, you are, you. where you've reached in your life, the work that you do, um, you know, you inspire me. I aspire to be as open and receiving and as aligned with life as you are, that I, that I too can create wonderful guests and visitors and purple balloons. I think I'll ask for a blue one. Yeah. Oh, asking for a blue yes. balloon. I'm calling it in. I'm going to, I'm going to let you know when I, when it starts floating down my, my street. <laughs> that is awesome. Please do. I, I, I see blue around you too. So you got to call in a blue one girl. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Corey, thank you so much for being on the show. And, you know, for all the listeners who would love to read your book and to read more about your work, how can they find you and how can they order your book? Oh, I would, I welcome you all to come to come visit me at my website and it's creating healing with Corey.com and Corey is spelled C-O-R-R-Y. So it's www.creatinghealingwithcory.com and dive in there. It's filled with, uh, there's all sorts of free resources. So these, if these things that went in, I've been talking about, you're thinking, I want to try. If you go into the section called the book and um, you'll see all about my book. So you can see, and there's a link where you can buy it on Amazon and it's called Life in Full Colors unlock your childlike curiosity to uncover and activate the creative intelligence you are. And you can get a free chapter of my book if you're curious and you think, I don't know. And it, you get the chapter and you also get one of the creative sparks that you can try and apply your colors into. You have your own unique colors. So if you're um, curious to even try a session with me or curious about energy healing, there's all of that stuff on the website, just ton of stuff. So you make yourself at home and know that really like Whitney and I were saying, if ever there was a time you needed to uh, show up as the unique, authentic, radiant colors you are, like this is the time. This is the time for your joy. So I invite you to come on in anytime. Wonderful. What an incredible resource and what a gift you are. Corey, and thank you. Thank you for doing, doing the work that you do for, for having that courage and walking your path. And now being in this place where I just picture you, like you're letting all your gifts shine, like this beautiful tree that's just now just constantly blossoming and offering Aww. its beautiful, uh, flowers and fruit to the world. And we're also yes. grateful for that. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful to be this in this space where I can offer that is really, it's a, it's a joy. It really is a joy in my life. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm so grateful and I'm so excited for your work, Whitney, and this podcast. And I'm just, I feel again, there goes the cells. I feel right. so excited. So all listeners, and just, I want you to know that, that Whitney's love for you and, and her heart for you to know what a wonder you are. It's so it's time. It's time. Find your magic. 
find your find magic. Your magic. And Corey Amen. can help you. Yeah. Corey, again, thank you so much. This has been such a, a beautiful discussion and conversation. And I look forward to more. Me too. Thanks for having me, Whitney. You're so welcome. Take care. That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guests. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.